There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Kevin Sheridan here, the pastor of the Lakewood Baptist Church in Antlers, Oklahoma. We're in the southeastern part of the state, and we're in the land of the Choctaw Indian, uh, and uh, so I say halito. It's the only word I know in Choctaw. But it's good to have you all listening, whoever you are, wherever you are, and thank you uh, for allowing me to have a little bit of time here. Uh, turn your Bibles, if you if you have your Bibles with you, to Deuteronomy chapter 21. Here at the church, uh, we have taken this church as a church plant, and now we're running of, we had an influx of people. We grew very quickly, uh, numerically, uh, but we're praying for the salvation of souls. The influx of people has made us, has made us uh, very busy as of late, and we're running an addictions ministry, a Thursday night and a Sunday morning, a Sunday school and Sunday morning worship. Um, and also many other things. And so we are very, very busy. We spend all of our money and all of our time uh, on this ministry and this church. If you uh, think that the Lord might be uh, calling you into something like this, uh, we could definitely use your help. Uh, if you respect every word of the King James Bible and some other things. So uh, if you're crazy enough to think the Lord has sent you here, <laughs> then we're crazy enough to consider it, all right? Uh, but we definitely need some help, so do pray for us, if anything else. So the Bible says here in verse 1 of Deuteronomy chapter 21, If one be found slain in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee to possess it, lying in the field, and it be not known who hath slain him, then thy elders and thy judges shall come forth. And they shall measure unto the cities which are round about him that is slain. And it shall be the city which is next unto the slain man. Even the elders of that city shall take an heifer which hath not been wrought with and which uh, hath not drawn in the yoke. So kind of a strange passage, you might say. But it's very interesting a passage because the law of Moses is very precise. And here it tells, gives you the protocol in this very practical situation and tragic situation that if it's, there's a uh, cadaver found in a field, what to do uh, if that transpires. The elders of the city uh, would look at the entire thing and, of course, uh, go through this entire procedure. The first thing that they would do would, would be um, if they found this cadaver there, uh, then they would come forth, and it says they would measure the cities round about them. This was to find jurisdiction, try to figure out 
what city, what village, or what town was closest to where this cadaver was found in this field. And if the town uh, was closer, your town was closer uh, to this this body that was found, uh, then there would be an investigation. If it is found by the elders that nobody within the town is guilty, according to the law of Moses, then you simply would um, you would wash your hands of it. But before you did that, you would actually find a very expensive heifer, a heifer that had not been wrought. It had never been worked with on the field or had never done any farming work with this heifer. And also that it never wore a a a, um, a yoke. So pretty much the creme, the, the creme, the, one of the best um, ancient tractors you can have is, is just a heifer that has never been used before. And so it was a very expensive thing. And what you would do is you would go and you would cut the head off of this heifer and go to a rough valley somewhere that had never been sown before or never eared. And you would, uh, it would cost you something that you have found this cadaver. And you might think to yourself, that doesn't sound just to me. There's no one that has been found that knew this uh, corpse or knew uh, the person that this man once was or has identified the body. Plus, you've not found any guilty party. Why do do you have to give a sacrifice like this? And the answer is pretty simple. The reason why is because they had to pay for their obliviousness. You see, this this cadaver was found close to this town. And day in and day out, they would leave the town and go somewhere, go to school or go to the market or to another town, and they would pass by this same field. And so you would find the municipality or the town that was closest to where this death occurred and that town would be responsible because of the ambiguity of the whole thing. They would be responsible because they something had occurred very close to them that they were not even sure of, that they didn't even know happened. Basically, they paid for their, uh, the, their ignorance of the whole situation. Let me tell you something. There are people today that are dying all around us that do not know God. And not only that, they're, they're uh, being mentally destroyed and emotionally destroyed, and they're physically dying as well. Suicide rates are up in the United States. There's a lot, lot of consequence of sin and death all around us. And a lot of times the church is at the place to where we're just oblivious to what's going on. But not here. Even in the law of Moses, they made provision Moses basically said, hey, I don't care if anybody's uh, found that is the culprit uh, with their hands of this murder and this slaying. Someone needs to pay for this. This is someone's child. This is someone's uh, sister or brother. This is someone's uncle. This is someone's family member. Someone's going to pay for this. Someone's going to have it, it doesn't do well for the conscience for someone just to be dead out there and, and nobody care one way or the other about what happened. There once was, my I worked with my dad up on another Indian reservation up in North Dakota. And while I was working with him, we were in the, the area of the uh, Chippewa Indian 
Um, it was the county of, uh, well, actually, uh, the county of Roulette, the city of Rolla. And I, I would do some work with people. And one of the things that I did was is that I preached in the jails. I met this man by the name of Chuck. You wouldn't know who he is, obviously, but he was very saddened and it was very sorrowful and tears were running down his face, and he related to me the story of his girlfriend. His girlfriend was in an adjacent town. Um, the town is called Dunn's Heath, and uh, this this woman was over uh, at a bar, um, and, of course, she wasn't, uh, she wasn't the uh, godliest of women, to say the least. <clears throat> it was about 15 or 20 below zero when she was walking from a bar uh, to her automobile, which is parked out behind the place. And she had fallen in the snow. Now, keep in mind, this is North Dakota. So it was more than likely 20 below zero. She fell into deep snow and froze to death there. They did not find her body for about two weeks. They barely even knew that she was missing because you know what? Nobody really cared. Nobody even knew, even when they found her, Everybody was like, well, we knew that that would be her end or something like that. We knew that this sort of thing would happen that way. It would end that way. Just completely desensitized to the whole situation. You know, that's just a horrible thing. We In this country, uh, we, our young people are being, being given over to the devil. And they, they're like the, uh, the, the, the man that fell among thieves. Uh, in the book of Luke, and the Bible says that the the priest passed by and passed the on the other side of the road, and not only that, later on came uh, a Levi who passed by on the other side of the road, and none of them helped this man who fell among thieves. Maybe it was religion that was the reason why nobody you knew that according. Uh, to the law, you could not touch a dead man, and this man was left half dead. Who knows? He could have died already. And, of course, that would hurt their position of trying to be a priest and trying to be a Levite. Religion sometimes is the culprit in this whole thing. But let me tell you something right now. Uh, there, needs to be, uh, there needs to be a measure of responsibility. You know, you would measure how far your town was uh, from the death. Let me tell you something right now. We need to measure how far we are as gospel preachers to those who are dying lost without sin, without Christ in their sin. We need to measure uh, um, our responsibility when it comes to uh, people in their ignorance of God and, and, their, and their living in their sin and the consequences thereof. Now, if we read further, it says this, in Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 3, it says, And it shall be that the city which is next unto the slain man, even the elders of that city, shall take an heifer which hath not been wrought with. In other words, it was had never been worked in a field, in which hath not drawn in the yoke. In other words, it had never been worn down by a yoke, a very valuable, valuable animal. So not only do we see the measure of responsibility, we see the the cost, uh, the the responsibility of the cost that had to go to them. It you had to pay something, and you might think to your to yourself, "Hey, I don't think that this is, this is just." Nobody in that town is seen to be the murderer or the culprit. Why in the world did they have to pay this amount? 
Well, let me show you something. This is a very interesting thing. Now, if you skip down to Romans, if you look down to Romans chapter 1, verse 14, it's the Apostle Paul. And this is one of the things that he says. He says, I am a debtor. A debtor is like someone, of course, that owes someone money. Back in the ancient world, you were a debtor. It meant that you were a bondservant to that person until you paid it off. It's called restitution. So metaphorically, Paul is saying, I am a debtor. Now, who's, who's he a debtor to? The Bible says in verse 14 of chapter 1 of Romans, I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, not even his people, both to the wise and to the unwise. It's kind of interesting uh, here is, is that Paul made himself a debtor to people he owed no money to. He got to where uh, he... Uh, you know, he had heard the gospel of Jesus Christ preached to him, and he had gotten gloriously saved on the road to Damascus. And because of God's grace and because of God's mercy, he was going to indebt himself to others, even others that were not even part of his culture. You know, one of the reasons why our churches are not effective in our towns and not effective in our counties of our country is because we're indebted to no one. When someone falls into sin, we're like, hey, we're like that publican that says, you know, I am not like, or I should say like that Pharisee that says, I am not like this publican who's a sinner. We we do not want to get involved. We do not want to be a debtor to those who are lost without God, those who are dying without him in their sins. And so what we do is we wash our hands of this situation. Let's look at the religious crowd in verse 5 of chapter 21. And the priests and the sons of Levi shall come near for them. And the Lord thy God hath chosen to minister unto him, that's to minister unto God, and to uh, bless in the name of the Lord. And by their word shall every controversy and every stroke be tried. In other words, the priest were the go-betweens. They're the ones that would make this decision. Why? Because they were in tu- had a touch of God on them. They, were the, they talked directly to God, and, and God had chosen them. Let me tell you something right now. We need men of God that have a touch of God on them, that understand the situation. Men of God that care enough for their communities and care enough for those who have fallen without Christ in order to speak to it. Like D.L. Uh, like Moody, who looked out his window one day with, with preachers and said, and with tears running down in his face, he pointed and said, they're all lost and they're all going to hell out there. Let me tell you something. There needs to be a concern, an indebtedness like the Apostle Paul. Verse uh, 6, it says this, And all the elders of that city that are next unto the slain man shall wash their hands over the heifer, that is beheaded in the valley. You know what we all like to do? We all like to wash our hands, but we don't want it to cost us anything. We all want to wash our hands of of all the sinners around us. But dare I say, the cost is not that important to us. Let me tell you something. You ought to pray that God gives you a burden for your lost family members and your lost neighbors, and you will understand the measure and the cost of the responsibility. 
There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord, as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.